demons and monsters. They exist among us, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. Hey folks, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Phantoms of Monsters Radio, where we explore the strange and the unexplained. I'm your host, Lon Stricker. Thanks for joining us. Now, if you enjoy our content, please subscribe, like, and share our presentations. Feel free to comment as well. Uh, Super chat donations are, are very much appreciated, and it's active during the show. So if you want to show your support, please click the dollar icon underneath the chat. You can also support the channel by using the uh, Buy Me a Coffee link or banner. Your consideration is much appreciated. So Stan Gordon began his interest in UFO subject and other strange incidents at the age of 10 in 1959. He began in the field investigations of UFOs and other mysterious events in 1965 and the primary investigator of the December 9, 1965 UFO crash recovery incident that occurred near Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Now Stan is a former Pennsylvania State Director of MUFON and has been involved with the investigation of thousands of mysterious encounters throughout the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Stan's, uh, Stan has also been featured in several films and documentaries. Stan's four books are a cumulation of his extensive field research. His latest book is Creepy Cryptids and Strange UFO Encounters of Pennsylvania, Bigfoot, Thunderbirds, Mysteries of the Chestnut Ridge, and more. You can find Stan's website at www.stangordon.info. So, Stan, thanks for coming on this evening. Stan, can you hear us? Go ahead, say hi to Lon. Lon, can you hear me? It's Stan. Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? That's fine. Yep, I got you. But turn him up a little bit, Vincent. I can hardly hear him. But we've been having a little issues tonight, so just bear with us. We'll get this all straightened out. Not a problem. Your your audio is a little tinny, though. I can hear you, but you're a little tinny. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start off again. <laughs> Stan, welcome tonight. I, I'm glad to have you again. Uh, what's been going on? I mean, I, you and I have been conversing back and forth. There seems to be a lot of stuff going on this summer, especially. What, uh, what have you been seeing out there in Western PA? Well, it, it's been busy, actually, all year. It's been unusually active all year long, right through the fall and winter of uh, – Last year, right in through this year, and, and the last few weeks have been extremely active with some very unusual reports. We're, uh, we're uh, hearing UFO activity. Uh, there's been daylight incidents. We've had uh, Bigfoot encounters. Uh, we're hearing all kinds of things, but very interesting, and you and I have talked about this. You know, uh, for years and years, I've been investigating what I call mini UFOs, or some people might refer to them as orbs. I've been looking at them since the 1960s. These cases over the years, we're hearing more and more cases, but uh, actually since March of this year and right through the last few days, we're just seeing this surge of these reports of these generally smaller objects. Uh, they range anywhere from the smallest ones, about one to two inches in diameter, like oversized fireflies, to objects that are, again, generally spherical, but not always. They're, they're about the size of a golf ball to a baseball, but a lot of them are about a foot or two in diameter. Right. Uh, in some cases, they appear to be solid metallic. In most cases, they're just bright light sources of various colors. But what's so intriguing about them over the years, I've had incidents where, one, they're close. They're, most of these are close to the ground. 
I've had them actually follow vehicles. I've had them enter vehicles in people's homes through open windows and then generally just fly back out the window, even though we've had some reports that go through the walls of homes. Um, but, and again, very intriguing. What we're getting in recent months is a surge of activity and not just in wooded areas, but even in more populated areas. Uh, people's security cameras are going off and they're getting some of these uh, on video. But these objects, even in daylight, in recent weeks, are coming very close to people within feet of them in daylight. And um, some of these cases are startling, which I can give you a lot more detail on some of those cases as well. But sure, yeah, that's what, we're, that's what we want to hear. You know, I will tell you, you're right, it has been pretty active. I, um, we've been getting a lot of these cryptic canine reports this, this year especially. Uh, in fact, we're actively looking at four cases right now. Uh, and uh, this Friday, we're going to have somebody on from the Berks County case, um, uh, Matt Hyrak. And uh, yeah, it, it is. It's been crazy. And uh, I haven't been really getting a lot of UFO reports, but I normally don't. The, the, UFO, the UFO reports don't normally come to me. Now, of course, when Butch was around, he was getting a lot of that. But uh, yeah, um, we I haven't really been seeing much of that. You talk about the orbs, it's it's pretty crazy. Not necessarily in Pennsylvania, but a lot of the Bigfoot encounters that we I've been getting uh, from all over the country and all over North America, there have been a lot of orb activity involved with it. I'm talking about anywhere from grapefruit size to bait basketball size orbs. So there's definitely a connection there. Yeah, well... You know, Lon, you and I have talked many times about that massive wave here in 1973. Uh, and actually, it was 1972 when I started noticing some unusual phenomena going on in certain areas. And uh, it was an area actually only miles away from where I live where things have been quiet. And the larger wooded area and, and different land, landowners independently began to contact me about all of a sudden seeing strange lights in the sky weird screams and howls from the woods, unusual footprints, something heavy bipedal walking. People saw a broad-shouldered creature chasing dogs in the woods. Strange footprints were showing up. But they were also reporting these small, little, tiny spheres of light right around their homes and in the bushes. And then 1973 comes around, and that's when we had that, that massive wave um, that we've never had since then. Right. Uh, of hundreds of UFO sightings all year in Pennsylvania. Then the summer of 73 is when we had that, the biggest Bigfoot outbreak ever documented. That went on to 1974. And that's when a lot of strange things came to my, my research group's attention. One of the first things was the fact that my teams would get to some of these locations within minutes to hours after the incident occurred. And even in various ground conditions, including snow, we have these very large, unusual footprints with big strides between them that would go for a distance that just abruptly just end when there should have been more tracks. Right. And uh, then we began to have that pattern where we have a UFO sighting, and then with minutes, hours, and days later, we'd have a Bigfoot sighting or vice versa. And then we had those very bizarre cases with UFOs and Bigfoot seen together at the same time and place. But uh, the, the balls of light were interesting. Uh, we had some reports during that time. We had that one case north of Pittsburgh, September of 73, when you had the two witnesses were outside waiting for a friend to pick them up, when they see this about seven, eight foot tall, hair covered Bigfoot with white hair, running across the road towards the woods, but in one of its hands, it's carrying a small luminous ball of light. And a short time later is when that strange object moved across the sky in that area, and projected a female like down into the woods where the creature ran into. That was one of the first things that began to raise uh, our attention to it. And then over the years, more cases came to my attention. And I, I talked about this years ago, and you and I talked about this, that we're getting reports in areas where there's a lot of history of Bigfoot activity, where witnesses or investigators were starting to report these small spheres of light low to the ground, some cases coming towards them. And um, in more recent years now, it, it's intensifying here in Pennsylvania, actually I should say in more recent months. And all over the country now, you're hearing these kind of reports. It's, 
complicated phenomena. It is much stranger than any of us ever imagined. There's a lot more to this than just the Bigfoot connection. I've, I've had the indication um, that found a lot of correlation with other cryptids and some of the strange things that are going on. It's a very complex phenomenon, whatever we're dealing with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely connections between all the paranormal aspects. Uh, you know, and in, in particular, last this past year, I've been hearing all kinds of crazy things. Um, like you said, the balls of light have really become prominent this year with all types of activity. Um, now, you you were, I, I know um, uh, Eric had been, Eric Altman had been involved with that investigation on the Chestnut Ridge starting earlier this year. And uh, all the light phenomena that he was experiencing, him and his team, I think you were involved with some of that as well. Uh, that kind of seemed to start things off. And then all of a sudden we started getting reports, a lot of reports of the canines. Yeah, and uh, actually, uh, I'm trying to look at my file here. There's, there's just pages and pages of reports in here. It's just, it's unbelievable. Let me and, ask you wow. something real Let me ask you something real quick. Bernadette just brought this up. And she's the one that reported to me about the booming sounds in Somerset County. I uh, reported to you, then apparently some other people have been hearing and heard it. you have any idea what was going on? No, actually, um, I did not receive any of the reports. I, I received the information you sent me. You know, yeah. and over the last year or so, there, we continue to hear some alleged reports of, of what we call mystery booms. And in a few of these cases, we were able to pretty much figure out what they were, but there's some we did not. Yeah. And I believe, and I got to, I have hundreds of hundreds of reports in this file from the last year or so. And I believe it was, I think it was uh, December 31st of last year when we had that very interesting mystery boom uh, that extended all along the Chestnut Ridge uh, from Westmore County side up to Indiana County. And uh, so that's right along the ridge where, of course, there's been a history of all kinds of phenomena for years yearly Bigfoot sightings, including one this year in the afternoon and Mother's Day. Uh, but that one we've never been able to find a source for. It. I mean, that was well over 20-mile radius. Well, and, I mean, uh, well, weren't, they, weren't they saying they thought it was a meteorite that, that exploded? Well, there was two different ones. Right. One, one uh, and again, I have to look at the dates, but I, but there was one the date one was apparently was connected to a bright fireball meteor, but the other incident involved the, that incidents that happened up along the Chestnut Ridge, that one we've never been able to come up with a solution for. Okay. 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 Well, uh, whatever, whatever you want to talk about, you know, you got anything new, let us know, Stan. Okay, hold on. I'm going to get you into some of these more recent and, and some of this activity. I mean, again, there's been Bigfoot sightings. There's been cryptid reports. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of low-level UFO sightings, a lot of reports in daylight over the past several months of large, solid, cigar-shaped objects, even in beautiful, clear skies, that don't accelerate and take off. These things just suddenly vanish and disappear. Right. And we've, had, we've had some intriguing uh, cases uh, of large triangular objects being reported. Uh, one was about, I believe, about two weeks ago, and I'll try to find that report for you. But there's some much more interesting things here. I'm just trying to find some of the pages here, trying to get up through the last few weeks. And we should be here in a minute. Here's, here's an interesting case. This was uh, a huge triangular object uh, mid-July this year. Now, for years, we've had reports of light activity down the Mon Valley area outside of Pittsburgh. So mm -hmm. this is the areas down along the Monongahela River, where there have been for years and years, I've been down there since the 70s investigating Bigfoot and UFOs and all kinds of strange things and objects seen uh, around the river and over the river going in and out of the river at different right. areas, not just there, but across Pennsylvania for years of objects going out of the lakes and rivers of Pennsylvania. But on this particular case, there were two people riding across the bridge down near Elizabeth and they observed this huge black triangle object hovering above the river about 150 to 200 feet over the river. It was hovering but but pivoting in position. And uh, this thing was so big that it that two of the tips of the object 
extended and covered both sides of the river. So this thing's at least probably around 300 feet in length. And uh, mm -hmm. that was interesting. But as I'm going up here a little further, things are going to get even more interesting. Again, uh, a lot of the reports, again, of different objects being reported, but it's just these reports uh, of these small spherical. Here's, now here's a report from, and there's several these reports from one of my research associates, Jim Brown. So this is from Greene County in August of this year. Okay. Thirty-two witnesses observe a bright sphere about 20 feet away, about 10 inches diameter, kind of yellowish white. Uh, they see this thing that moved from window to window, and it's still there. So here's what's interesting. They try to get a picture of it with their phone camera, and they could see the surroundings through the viewfinder, through the uh, imager, but they couldn't see the object itself. So actually, they were they were able to about get uh, a, a let me see a digital camera, a, a just an older type digital camera, and uh, they still could only see the surroundings, not the orb. Then they found there was an old SLR film camera, uh, with a, of course it's a different type of optical viewfinder, and when they looked through it, they could actually see the orb through it, but of course it didn't operate. But that orb began to move slowly away, then stopped a couple seconds, then moved quickly higher, and it vanished over the field. Uh, that was a kind of interesting report. But uh, these cases are getting much more interesting as I'm going down trying to go well, into my My uh, investigator on our team, James West, he was talking to me about these, um, these donut-shaped uh, UFOs that he's seen. He lives in Greene County. Uh, I think he lives near Nemecon in that area around there. And, uh, you know, that's something that, St that Butch and I looked into a lot. We could, used to get a lot of those here in Susquehanna Valley, these uh, donut-shaped, uh, undulating-type UFOs that seem to morph and stuff. I, I, I used to call them, uh, you know, they, some type of bioform. Uh, they'd come in all types of colors and all, but they always had that donut hole in them. Uh, really weird stuff. And then, of course, he had, then James had that sighting recently uh, near his place. So, uh, yeah, that was down in Greene County. Yeah, there's been reports from all over the greater Pittsburgh area. Again, uh -huh. daylight is, was at night of, of various types of objects being seen. And now here's some really interesting, very recent these small spheres of light reports. So this was uh, from Jim Brown. This was uh, early October this year outside of Uniontown, Fayette County. So I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Fayette County. It's one of the most active areas in the country, a lot of these areas along the Chestnut Ridge. So what I know about this right now, and I'll, at some point I'll get Jim's uh, report up on the website. So this man's awake around 6 o'clock in the morning, decides he's, he wants to go out and read the newspaper. So he puts on his robe and slippers, and he starts walking outside. He sees this glowing white ball at, at eye level, about 10 to 12 inches in diameter, between him and the paper box. Um, as he's watching this thing, it's making like small circular motions, and all of a sudden he's getting very, very sleepy as he's at right as he's watching this thing. And at about 7 o'clock in the morning, his wife's looking for him, and she finds him outside in the chair on the porch in his pajamas in 40-degree weather, tried to wake him up. It was very hard to wake him up, and he was groggy, but he began to tell her about seeing this sphere. So hmm. that part about being very tired is very significant because listen to this report. So this is now a few days later up in the Laurel Highlands where we have a lot of reports. So between the Chestnut Ridge and the Laurel Ridge, it's a significant active area for years of all kind of strange ongoing phenomena. Anyhow, so here's this report. I interviewed the witness again yesterday. So about 2.30 in the morning, this person's awakened. She goes into the restroom, comes out of the restroom, and looking about five, about seven, no, excuse me, about five feet away, I, I believe, in the living room, she sees this foot-and-a-half diameter gray-blue sphere about five feet away from her, now, it's one of those older homes that has a very tall, very high ceiling, and this thing's about seven feet above the head of the witness, but it's about five feet away. It's perfectly round inside the house. Again, the 
deep blue color. Inside of that sphere looks like a swirling mass of the gray color. She said it looked like one of those old lava lamps, the way it was moving around. There was no sound from it. She remembers taking one step towards it, and then, this is interesting, she felt a tingling sensation. She said it was like a pre-showed electricity, like you get when you touch an electric fence, which I recall having done that over my investigations over the years. And she says she looked at it, and after about 10 seconds, she became very sleepy. And she said it was so weird. Like, why didn't she keep watching it? And for whatever reason, she went and went right in the bed to lay down and quickly went to sleep. And she said, that is not normal for me. She said, I'm an insomniac. Takes me hours to fall asleep. When she awakened the next morning, she was very groggy and sluggish the whole next afternoon. So here's two interesting cases with various similar physiological effects reported by the people with these small spheres. And, uh, and again, and some really interesting Bigfoot reports are coming in. I'm looking into them. One was a very interesting one happened the day after that happened, but up in, outside, in the Pittsburgh area. And I'm still trying to obtain some more detail. It was a very close range, very detailed Bigfoot encounter with two witnesses. Hmm. And uh, it's just on and on and on. The reports coming in as recent as last night. And just a lot of mystery, mysterious things happening. Wow. Well, you know, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, we've had some, we've had some pretty lax years, especially during COVID, though we did still get reports, but all of a sudden it seems like this year, it's just the way things feel. I mean, we're getting stuff around here as well. So, um, you know, I'm not really surprised. I really am not. Yeah. Let me, let me give you another really interesting uh, daylight encounter with one of these spheres from April 6th. Uh, again, Jim Brown report from Fayette County. So this is a, a very nice day. It's the cl- uh, some cloud cover, dry, no rain in the forecast, wind mostly calm. And it's around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Husband and wife are out in their yard doing some yard work, doing some digging. When they notice about 50 feet away, they see this round silver object about 2 feet in diameter slowly moving, drifting in their direction, about 10 feet above the fence line. Their first thought was it was a mylar balloon. But as it's getting closer to them, they realize this was not a balloon, and this object is getting brighter and brighter in illumination. As it gets very close to them, all of a sudden, um, it, like, explodes. But there was no sound. Oh, well, excuse me. It was, it was like a small lightning bolt that shot uh, from the object to the ground, the explosive sound was like a stab of small firecracker, like a snap, like a spark. The spark started a small fire in on the field. The man immediately put it out with a shovel. They noticed about 100 feet away along the path it came, there was another small fire they put out as well. So Jim Brown, who's a very high-tech guy with a lot of equipment, he got on the scene there, I believe, within 45 minutes, and he checked over the whole area. And he was just surprised that, one, there's no residue whatsoever. Had it been a mylar balloon or a firecracker, there should have been a lot of debris. There was absolutely nothing there. That's just the kind of things that are going on. Hmm. Do um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier about uh, Eric and uh, what was going on up during the ridge. Have they resolved that at all? Uh, well, they have not come up with an explanation. And again, that's an area where, uh, one, Fayette County, that's the area I believe they're calling Area X right now, which is an undisclosed location. Uh, I, I think you and I have talked about this. You know, I, again, I started noticing some of these particular areas back in the 70s. In more, in more recent years, we're aware of certain locations where, for whatever it is, this phenomenon seems to target uh, certain geographical locations, certain properties. Now, some of them have had a long history of paranormal experiences and people hearing screams and howls and seeing Bigfoot or cryptids or UFOs. And um, so that's fascinating. But uh, I'm aware of uh, one area uh, up in the uh, New York PA border where there's been a lot of ongoing activity, which they apparently have some very good video of some of these small spheres of light below the ground. But they have a whole history of all kinds of things up there with Bigfoot sightings and 
all kind of mysterious events going on up there as well. And there's other areas we know up here in Pennsylvania where there's a history as well. But this is kind of a newer active area now. And again, I, I've been receiving reports from other people very close to that area about, about the spheres. These people have no idea about this other location. And um, it's not just one area where these reports are coming in. I'm getting widespread reports from different parts of the state, a lot of it here in southwest Pennsylvania and around the greater Pittsburgh area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, a lot, of these, a lot of these are not just in wooded areas. We're hearing reports from people who live in housing developments, and they're having encounters as well reported around the property in more populated areas. Interesting. Uh, we had a uh, we had a strange trail cam photo that came, I think I sent it to you from up on Laurel Mountain, and I know Laurel Mountain is notorious for having some weird stuff. Uh, have you heard anything up there lately? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to get cut out. We we were having we had a, a an unusual um, trail cam photo come from up in Laurel Mountain. Um, and uh, I know the area is notorious for a lot of strange activity. Have you heard anything up there lately? Lots, lots of reports. I get reports right. all the time. So again, you've got take a look at your map of Western PA. So right. you've got the Chestnut Ridge, and then just a short distance away, you've got the Laurel Ridge. Right. So now, so in the Chestnut Ridge area, that area basically in, encompasses. Westmoreland, Fayette, Indiana County, and Southwest PA. That extends down to a few miles outside of uh, Morgantown, West Virginia, Preston County. Right. But the, the Westmoreland, Fayette areas is very active. And then you go in the Laurel Ridge, so you're looking at like Westmoreland, Fayette, Somerset counties. And and then we'll go into Cambria, which is very active right now, too. So, yeah, we've been getting a lot of reports. Um and again, that incident I just talked about where the small sphere was inside the home, that is in the Laurel Ridge area. And uh, that was, again, just in recent weeks. Other people were calling me about other things going on up there as well. And um, I can tell you this past April in the afternoon, so we're talking outside of Ligonier now, so very close to the same areas, and I never put the description out. But we did receive independent confirmation that afternoon, a beautiful day, of a huge, solid, metallic object with multiple lights on it hovering right over top of the trees, um, not far off of Route 30, which is one of the main highways going through there. Right. That's what's going on as well. I've had other UFO cases being reported from that same general area uh, in recent weeks as well. Again, a lot of reports of these cigar-shaped objects being reported around the area, even in daylight that, again, don't accelerate and go into the sky. They just physically vanish and disappear. And then also, on I believe it was May 14th, you can get on my website and see the picture. It was a very interesting photograph taken in the afternoon from Lake Trobe, looking towards the Chestnut Ridge, towards Ligonier, of this kind of, um, well, you take a look at the picture. It, it's a very well-defined object that we've never been able to come up with a good explanation for. Hmm. Yeah, you, you mentioned Cambria County. <laughs> yeah, we're we're looking into an area that had a cryptic canine, possible cryptic canine sighting earlier this year. Uh, I posted a report the other day, but uh, you know, notoriously up around Wilmore, around Evansburg, and then down into Portage, we've been having we've been having a lot of cryptic canine reports in that area. Okay. So that's interesting because I've been getting multiple reports for the last two years and this year and in the last few weeks of a lot of activity, a lot of strange activity from Black Panthers to, I believe, one of the, I I know there have been other cryptid reports, the spheres, many, many reports of these small spheres of light low to the ground as recent as last night. Um, Yeah. It, there's so much strange things going on online. I can't even begin to tell you what's been going on. I, I'm just trying to go look through my pages here and just try to uh, find some things to tell you about. I, I'm going to tell you about one that's really interesting. If I can find this page here uh, of these ca- recent cases. And this is, um, okay, let me go into October because I know that's where some of this is going to be. Uh, and it's not, again, just your 
some of these standardized reports, some of this stuff is getting even more bizarre. And I should be getting to this here pretty quickly. I'm open. Um, yeah, and again, I'm looking here for other sightings. Uh, and yes, there was another Bigfoot sighting reported. This would be up in Cambria County uh, early October this year. Um, hmm. People on vehicles observe a Bigfoot, uh, at least seven foot tall. Arms were down, had dark black matted hair. There was no smell. Um, that's being looked into. That was just up in that area as well. What's the what's the general area? What's the general location in uh, Cambria? Uh, this was out, I believe, towards uh, up towards the uh, outside of Revlock. Okay. Okay. But now let me just give you an idea uh, about just some of the weirdness that's being reported. And this was uh, up in Cambria County. This is early October. Um, there's been a history of things going on in this area, but what's interesting is. Other people are reporting some of the, and confirming some of these reports from the, from this area as well. So anyhow, uh, in this rural area, uh, in the evening, there's a tree about 150 feet high, about about 75 feet above the ground. Witnesses a pale orange mist appear. Looks like a large blob that came down to the ground. Suddenly, the mist turned to a white figure that was taller than a human and very slim. You can see a possible head, but no arms or legs. Looks somewhat like a, uh, some kind of a figure. Then two more smaller white figures also appeared behind them. A small white ball appeared to be about the size of a baseball. It went from window to window, and you could still see it. And after about four minutes, all the anomalies just vanished from sight. Hmm. It's just strangeness. Very, very, very strange things going on. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's it's kind of par for the course. I mean, we've been hearing a lot of weird stuff. Uh, you know, the investigators we've got here in Pennsylvania, and it's, we've got several now, uh, we've been hearing it all over the state. A lot of weird, just really weird, unexplained stuff. Uh, Jose asked a question, could these ball orbs be more of a spiritual realm than actual, actual physical alien ships? I, I will say one thing. I, I believe a lot of it may actually be spiritual realms in connection with these these cryptids. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that, Stan? Well, again, I, I definitely don't understand what's going on. I don't think anybody does. It, and again, you know, some of these reports are not always just luminous uh, object, and they're not always spherical. Many times they are. But sometimes they are not. Sometimes there's other yeah. configurations being reported. And some of them tend to be solid, metallic-looking. But, uh, and again, you know, when I talked about these reports of these spheres of light associated with some of the UFO sightings over the years, or Bigfoot and UFOs, once again, I'm stressing this. I am not suggesting these things are extraterrestrial from another planet. Right. All I know about what we're dealing with with Bigfoot and some of the other cryptids and some of these other ongoing things we're dealing with, there's a physical and a non-physical aspect to it. For a lack of a better term, I'll call it interdimensional. Right. And, you know, what it is, we just don't know or understand. I, I think we're dealing with something that's well beyond our present scientific understanding. A lot of it makes absolutely no sense at all. I mean, the, there's similarities, there's patterns to some of these things going on, but it is so beyond our, our comprehension right now to figure out what's going on and, and why we're seeing this increase in these close encounter reports with these small objects, even in daylight, coming very close to people. I mean, that's something that's just really amazing what's happening. Yeah, I know. I know. And like I said, even, I mean, all around the country, we're getting more, I'm getting more and more of these uh, these Bigfoot orb sightings that are closer to witnesses. Witnesses are seeing these creatures uh, interact with them as well. It's strange. Um Mothman 46 asked, Stan, did you receive any pterodactyl-like sightings on the ridge? I mean, even that, or Thunderbird, have you been hearing anything with wind uh, lately on the ridge? Um, I have had some very, very good Thunderbird encounters on the ridge in past years. Right. Uh, I can't think of any up on the ridge recently, 
Uh, there was a very good sighting, and Eric and I looked into, I believe it was April this year, outside of Delmont, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. where some people in a rural area had experienced something, and one witness got a really good look at this huge flying creature right over top of his head. I believe he, he estimated around a 15-foot wingspan. Uh, we've heard some other alleged reports uh, in recent months. But uh, we get those reports year after year. There was a number of very interesting cases last year in the area. And um, so these are going on, too. But the Black Panther reports, we've had several of them this year already. And, you know, I found that interesting tie-in over the years with Bigfoot and UFOs, especially in some of those repeat areas where you have these ongoing things taking place. And um, back in, I believe, the summer of 1979, on the border of Westmoreland and Armstrong County. Some very strange things began to happen in that area after an object fell from the sky one afternoon to a field, and the locals began to report screams and howls and uh, Bigfoot activity, but it was uh, 1981 and 82, I believe, when things really began to intensify in that area when numerous people began to report UFOs and screams and paranormal phenomena, strange footprints, uh, the spheres of light below the ground, the orbs, uh, a, a Bigfoot activity, but at the same time, Black Panther activity going on. I mean, this was such a big deal back at that time that one of the big TV stations in Pittsburgh did a special report on it, and one of mm-hmm. the big newspapers did a very serious story about it. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you recall, on you know, I've talked about these Black Panther reports for years and years in Pennsylvania. We're not talking about mountain lions or cougars or panthers, which, of course, we all know they're out there. They were in Pennsylvania for years and years. I mean, officially, they're extirpated, but people report seeing them year after year. But we're not talking about connecting that with Black Panthers. Yeah. So when we're talking about the Black Panther reports, People are talking about seeing what they believe to be a black leopard or black jaguar, similar to what you would be seeing in other parts of the world, not around here. They've been seeing them for years and years. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. And and I had that one very bizarre case back in February, I believe it was 83, up in Fayette County. That was the case that convinced me, among some others I investigated, and I get into some of these in my, in my recent book, that... Uh, there's more to the Black Panther phenomenon as well. Now, I'll tell you the story because it's such an interesting one. Mm-hmm. So this is February of 83, the very cold morning. This guy's coming home around 1 o'clock in the morning. His car is overheating. Pulls into his driveway, opens the garage door, goes in and gets a can of antifreeze. Putting antifreeze in his vehicle. And a few minutes later, he hears a loud growl. So he turns around about 20 feet away. Here's this large black cat sitting there growling at him and he didn't think too much of it because he's out in the country and there, there's cats around. So mm-hmm. he goes back to putting more antifreeze in the car and a few minutes later he hears an even louder growl and he turns around to look and this time he is very shaken because this large black house cat has now physically grown to twice its size. So he throws that empty uh, can at it and uh, it growls at him fiercely, and it turns around and starts walking out out uh, up to the front, outside, up the road where it's well illuminated. He runs inside the garage and grabs his pistol. When he comes out a couple of minutes later, here's that huge, that big cat that had doubled its size, but now it's even bigger, and it looks just like a black panther. He said, like you see in a zoo, it has glowing yellow eyes, and it's staring at him, and it's growling at him, and he takes a shot at it. He wasn't sure if he hit it, but moments later, it just physically vanished and disappeared right in front of him. <laughs> you know, I, I I I know for a fact that these Black Panther sightings, these big black cats, have been seen up on the ridge. Like I told you before, we had I was up at Linden Hall, up along the Monaga, up along the Yacht, and uh, that guy came running in off the golf course, telling us that he saw a Black Panther out there. And I've had other reports up there as well. So I know for a fact people are seeing them. Yeah, it's been, and again, it's been going on for years and years. And, you know, it's just like all these other reports with the Bigfoot, with the Thunderbirds, with the out-of-place animals like Black Panthers, all these other strange creature reports we're getting. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you've got so many credible people see them who are reluctant to even tell you about it. You've got patterns to it, but you never find any bodies. And these things, again, they, they seem to come and they go. You know, with some of the Bigfoot reports I've had over the years, a lot of them look physically solid. But then I have people tell me that they're riding down the road and suddenly this huge hairy creature just suddenly appears out of nowhere. They see it from head to toe. They watch it walk and suddenly it's gone. And then in some cases I have reports of these things where you got a partial physically solid body, but sometimes part of the body is kind of misty or foggy or out of focus. Uh, and then we had those weird reports back in the 70s where people were seeing this Bigfoot in daylight right there near them. Suddenly it physically vanishes and reappears a short distance away. I mean, it is it is so strange and so unusual. And um, you get more and more reports like this going on. And again, you know, we talked about this a long time ago, years ago, and now all over the country you're getting similar reports. And, you know, we're talking <laughs> about the cases with these small spheres being reported in the Bigfoot. And here was an interesting case. Mm-hmm. This was uh, in May of 2019 in a rural area outside of Pittsburgh where in more recent years various people reporting screams and howls and weird things from the same area now. So it's early morning. The guy was up, happened to look out his kitchen window, but his backyard is well illuminated, goes near the woods. He can see everything well. Here's a smaller Bigfoot, four and a half to five feet tall, dark hair, long hair on the head in the back area, walking upright, arms were extended almost down to the knees. And as he's watching this thing take a long stride, it enters a, a wooded area. About three seconds after it enters the woods in that exact location, a bright sphere of light about three to four inches in diameter suddenly appears. He said a similar looking direct into the front of a flashlight. It's about four feet off the ground. The light then moves a short distance and vanishes. A few seconds later, the light reappears about 10 feet away. But this time, the small sphere emits a bright beam of light that extends out to about 10 to 12 feet. And then suddenly, a few seconds later, that beam disappears and the object's gone. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty close to the kind of stuff we're hearing as well. I mean, jeez. Uh, um, let me ask you this. Um, we, ha- we have had a lot of strange reports coming out of Greene County. Have you heard anything down that way lately other than, I mean, other than UFOs? Again, there's a researcher that I know pretty well named Kevin Paul. He's right. looking for a number up in that area, up in Greene County. Right. I know I talked to him, I think, yesterday or the day before, and he said he's getting a, apparently some increase in some paranormal type of activity, but not so much um, with UFOs or Bigfoot that I'm aware of. Now, I've heard some reports in the last few years of some activity up there, but again, the surrounding counties, you know, outside of there, uh, you know, there's uh, Cambria and Allegheny and uh, Butler and a lot of these areas here in Southwest VA where we're getting reports. Right. But, um, you know, the whole point is this. Even though we're not hearing it, very possible things are going on because I'm getting a lot of reports from people who've had these things going for weeks and months. We're reluctant to tell anybody, and none of these people made a report. So it's really hard to say how much of this is really going on. Right. Have um, have any of your witnesses more recently have felt threatened by any of the phenomena that they're experiencing? Uh, not really. I mean, with um, a lot of Bigfoot sightings, you know, for years, of the hundreds of cases I've investigated, includes many daylight sightings, many at very close range. Right. Uh, these objects always seem curious of human activity. But for them to go after somebody and, and physically hurt them, I just don't have those kind of reports. Now, yes, in some cases, they'll throw some pretty good-sized rocks, like small boulders or branches towards people as they scare them away. Yeah. But uh, that's about it. They just seem very curious to human activity. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it does seem that they're curious. And, and you know, honestly, I... Uh... And it seems mostly out in the west, out in the western part of the state, we do get a, a lot of sightings of Bigfoot along the river, along the rivers, for whatever reason. I know we've had several up and out, up on the Allegheny River, 
uh, even pretty close to Pittsburgh. Uh, people seeing them out in the water or throwing stuff at people fishing in the river. Uh, it seems to be, I don't know how active it is now, but I, I know for a while though, we I got a lot of several reports. Uh, so I don't know. You know, we also get that with the, the upright canines as well. Uh, have you gotten any upright canine or dogman sightings lately? Uh, I do hear of them on occasion. I, I do get these kind of reports, but you know what? The, the, the dogman reports are really not that new. Uh, right. If you go back, go back to some of those cases, my solid invasion book, when we had that massive wave in '73, right. and there were many sightings of Bigfoot that were your so-called typical description of something six to nine feet tall with a long, dark, matted hair and no neck, and sometimes with luminous eyes, but not in all cases. But there were some variations with some of those reports as well. Some were shorter and more muscular. Some were taller and thinner. And then I had some cases where people, I mean, literally were face-to-face with these creatures within feet. And some of those cases, uh, they gave very detailed descriptions and um, I'll give you one example, because I remember this really well. Uh, this was, I believe, in August, the during 73. This was between Greensburg and Jeanette. Uh, this woman was visiting some friends out in the country where there had been a lot of Bigfoot sightings around there at the time. It was a very low foundation to the ground. It was early morning, around 3 o'clock in the morning, and the woman went to use the restroom. So she's sitting there, and directly in front of her, maybe a foot or two in front of her, is the window. Uh, I believe it was a screened-in window. And she began to hear these strange sounds outside, and suddenly this thing rises up and is looking from the other side of the window directly into her face. Mm-hmm. I mean, she gave a detailed description. This thing, the face was covered with hair, but she said it was a description, but more like a wolf or a dog. But it was luminous, glowing, orangish red eyes, fang-like teeth, little more pointed ears. Um, I mean, she was hysterical. Um, they immediately called the state police. The state police connected her to me. Uh, I interviewed her soon after it happened, within minutes. Uh, a trooper went out there and found some possible tracks around the area. Now, here's the interesting part of this story, which you rarely ever hear, but I have more than one case for this. Mm-hmm. She was so scared that she asked her friends to take her to her home several miles away. Within the hour, the same or similar Bigfoot-type creature showed up at her property. Is that right? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's not the only case. I've had other cases like oh, that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Bernadette asked in the chat, if um, what's the strangest case you have that's come from Laurel Mountain? Can you think of one? Oh my gosh! It, it, there, there have been so many incidents um, around the, the woods and forests, and you know, along the highways up there, off of Route 30. I've heard a lot. I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm involved in a case that happened just a few years ago, but I just got uh, information on it from a witness, and I, I want to try to do some more backup before I tell you the story. It's right. a very, very strange incident. Um, it's a cryptid incident, but there's a lot more to it. Uh, there might be a time lapse involved in it, uh, but anyhow, that that was up there. I, I've heard many, many accounts of, of Bigfoot sightings up in the Laurel Highlands. Uh, lots of UFO cases around there. there. There are just so many reports that I couldn't begin to pick that one, one out. Uh, and again, so many interesting cases all along the Chestnut Ridge and, and other areas. But Fayette County, of course, just very, very intriguing, and. Um, and, of course, some of the strangest cases I've ever investigated happened um, up in Fayette County as well, especially during 1973 and 1974. But mm-hmm. it's just ongoing. I mean, you never know what the next phone call is going to bring in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, what, what, do you think, what do you think is the whole, the whole nexus for why the, the, the Chestnut Ridge is so active? I mean, what, what is your theory on that? Well, you know, I've, I've tried to find it out. We've looked into the geography of the area. We've looked into different aspects of it. And so far, we just haven't been able to come up with anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, the pattern I found years ago is that 
many low-level, close-range UFO sightings and many accounts with Bigfoot and other cryptids occur in the vicinity of high-energy sources, which is a lot of them along the ridge. So that would encompass high-tension power lines, power plants, uh, gas wells, gas lines, uh, bodies of water, railroad tracks. It goes on and on and on. Uh, cell phone towers. I mean, this is, in more recent years, you're hearing more and more incidents. I mean, it's funny, Eric and I and myself and others are going out to investigate a lot of these incidents, and you're looking around, and sometimes we look up, and there's high-tension power lines going right right over top of where the incident occurred, or right near gas lines or gas wells. And the talked about bodies of water. I've had reports for years of Bigfoot and other cryptids near the water and in the water. And I've right. had reports of Bigfoot swimming under the water. And uh, and many sightings have occurred in recent years right along the riverbanks. Uh, and yes, I've had reports of people told me they were in uh, kayaks or canoes or whatever, and, and these things were throwing huge, pretty good-sized boulders or rocks towards them in the water. So I've heard that for years. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it, it, it is weird. I mean, of course, I've been hearing about the Chester Ridge long before I even met you and people tell, in fact, I used to go hunting up there. So, you know, I, you know, I used to travel up there to go hunting, heard people tell me all kinds of strange stories. Uh, it, and you know, it is, it's, it's just one of those areas, you know, how it is in Pennsylvania. It's weirder than Pennsylvania. Actually, it's just all kinds of crazy stuff, hot areas, but the ridge does seem to be the most active area overall. Uh, but um, yeah, and again, it is very active, um, especially the dairy side of the ridge. For whatever reason, year after year, this yeah. past Mother's Day afternoon, a woman was uh, walking there, and an eight-foot-tall Bigfoot came out of the woods, probably 30, 40 feet away from her. She got a very good look at it. her. Her one dog just stopped and. Uh, it, just the hair was raised up on it, wouldn't move, wouldn't bark, and it just kept going, never looked at her. And, you know, I, I, you and I have talked about this. I know we have because I think it's just a fascinating detail that I started noticing several years ago, and, and you and I, I think, have agreed that you've heard this too. But in some cases where people were physically close to Bigfoot or other cryptids, the witnesses commented that it seems as though when the creatures realized that the human observers could see them, they, they were, there was a startled reaction, that they yeah. were shaken, they could be seen. And I think that is a very important little detail that might be giving us a clue. No, I think it is too. I mean, I, I think for the most part, uh, they may think they're some type of cloaked, either cloaked or they're just, uh, we're just unable to see them for some reason. Uh, I hear that a lot. Uh, people saying that they see, you know, when they're watching these things and they notice that the uh, a human is actually watching them, they do give that reaction like, why, why are they looking this way? Why are they looking at me? Can they see me? It, and, it, you know, it startles them, like you said. Absolutely. Yeah, you and I have talked about that. It's bizarre. Yeah, I, I think that's very important. And, uh, there are so many elements that a Bigfoot not me. You know, last several years, and uh, I've been given a lecture called Strange Aspects of the Elusive Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And I get to a lot of these things that very few people have ever heard about with Bigfoot. And uh, the one case that really stands out for me, and, and this is something in Pennsylvania, the case I worked on of the hundreds of people I've interviewed, they rarely ever talk about it. Probably only have a handful of cases. But, you know, you hear about this in other parts of the country of people who claim that they've had some type of telepathic communication with the creature. Yeah. And the one incident I will, I do recall well because I was there, so I can vouch for this one, even though I've never seen a UFO or Bigfoot myself. But in this case, this was back in the 80s along the Chestnut Ridge in the Westmoreland County side. I remember some of these local people had called me and came out because this huge hairy creature was coming down from the top of the ridge, down below it, near some of these people's properties, and they were... Their animals were getting shaken, and they went to the interview, be interviewed and investigated. And I remember going out with um, a couple of my team members. There was a small group of people there. And one of the people in the group rel- 
reluctantly said that it seemed as though this creature was trying to communicate with them. While we were there, this person says, this Bigfoot is telling me that tomorrow morning, the next morning, up in Indiana County, so that's about 15 miles away in another county, but up in, North, in the Ridge area, that there will be a UFO incident tomorrow morning. And guess what? Early the yeah. next morning, multiple reports of this strange sound of something right over top of Homer City. Uh, I think, I believe it was Homer City. And um, anyhow, it was so unusual, they called the fire department out. That was actually in the newspaper. Wow. That is interesting. Yep. So, Stan, how can, how, how can folks get a hold of you and uh, how they can get a hold of your books and what, what do you have coming up? Well, I'm, I'm just finishing up some of my lectures for the year and uh, a lot of things are being booked already for next year. Uh, so again, a lot of reports. My hotline's been open since 1969. They can reach me by phone at 724-838-7768. My website is stangordon.info, I-N-F-O. Uh, contact information on there. The best email is paufo at comcast.net. Uh, my new book is Creepy Cryptids and Strange UFO Encounters of Pennsylvania, and it goes deep into a lot of the weird things up there on the Chestnut Ridge and Laurel Ridge. Uh, all my books are on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com, and uh, so people can actually talk to me. Well, Stan, once again, thanks for coming on with us. Uh, we always love having you come on. And uh, I will be talking to you quite soon. All right, Lionel. Well, it was good talking to you again, and uh, have a good evening. You take care. Now, if you have had a sighting or encounter report that you would like to be considered for the personal report show or even post it on famsandmonsters.com, uh, please feel free to contact me at lawnstrickler at phantomsandmonsters.com. Uh, I want to again thank Stan for coming on. Always great to have Stan on here. Uh, and, and thanks to anybody who's made any uh, any donations on, on the Super Chats or Super Thanks or whatever <laughs> is up there. Uh, it, it's really appreciated. We need, you know, we need your support and we do appreciate your support. Now, this Friday, uh, Friday night, we have Dogman Experiencer Matt Hurriak and Fans of Monsters 40 Research Investigators Timothy Renner and Chad Redding joining me to discuss Matt's encounter in Burke County, Pennsylvania. This was, I, I'll be honest, this is probably the strangest cryptic canine sighting that I have ever had reported to me, especially here in Pennsylvania, probably the strangest anywhere. So you'll definitely want, you'll definitely want to tune in for that. Uh, and if you have questions for Matt or any of us, please feel free to do that. Join us in the chat. Now I do want to mention next week, I am not going to be doing any shows I'm going to be indisposed and having surgery on the Thursday. But on Friday night, the 28th, uh, Vincent and Bernadette are going to be doing a uh, Halloween show. So we will get that posted up, and uh, you you will be informed when, when to tune in. And, uh, again, I want to I appreciate everybody getting back to me as far as my supporting me for what I'm going through and my surgery and everything else is much appreciated. So, uh, so until then, until Friday, uh, stay healthy and have a safe, enjoyable weekend. Good night.